I just don't think like the artist should be isolated from other disciplines in the world, you know, in life. Like, I feel there's this big, like the secluded artist is alone and doing their own thing. Or there's, you know, residencies only for artists. It's like, why not have residencies for, you know, different disciplines and create projects together with these different mind frames and everybody can bring a part of them on the table. And I think that's so amazing. And I think I'm really pushing this idea of like this, the residency where I would like to create my own vision of the residency, more something multidisciplinary. So to start my own kind of artist run space. But first I'm going to, I'm taking this year to kind of understand like what I really want to be doing. I need to like tick every box. Like, do I want to take a business degree just to know how to run my thing? I don't think so. But if, if that's a key that I need to get in order to do my own project, then I will. Here I'm really like hands down. I have a vision. I want to get there. You know, what are the steps for me to get there? This is why here I'm in the U.S. working is like I need money to get to my thing. You brought up this idea of all the things that you want to learn and how you're going to take this year to reflect and experiment. You mentioned, you know, learning a bit more about business. But what are the things that you're really excited about diving into? I work like twice a week at this artist's gallery and it's her own gallery. So it's interesting to see like what she decided to do. Uh, rather than like having her work in another gallery where they take a huge cut, like what there's more I need to know that I probably don't know about this business side of the arts. Like, okay, you know, I think I'm still in a moment in my life where like I'm going to grab any opportunity I have to learn a lot of things because I don't have a child. I don't have, you know, things to worry so much about. It feels really good and invigorating and I feel when I was in university I was really worried about where I was going to be and what I was going to do that's why I like I'm like forced myself to do so much so that I wouldn't regret in a way it's, it sounds really strange and kind of spooky and but that that's just me like always doing a lot a lot a lot but it got me places you know this is art is a podcast for artists where we visualize the future of the art world and the creative industries. This season, we are revisiting the topics and ideas introduced in season one through conversations with emerging artists, creative changemakers, and leaders from beyond the art realm in the tech industry, design world, and startup space. The mission of Art Is has been to encourage emerging artists, students, and early career creatives to seek out possible futures for the art world one where our creative ambitions and professional needs are met. Part of this mission is recognizing the power and value of our stories and experiences, not only for our own creative and professional growth, but for our collective community development. Today I'm speaking with Muriel McIntyre, a mixed media installation artist. Muriel shares her creative practice with us, explaining why she loves collaborating with other artists how she leaned into the local community of a small French town to deal with the isolation and loss of opportunity caused by COVID-19, and her experience working on the curation of the upcoming Corona Culture exhibition in Berlin, where she helped select the work of 80 artists. I love talking to Muriel about her aspirations, what she's working on, and what she has planned for the future. I hope you enjoy our conversation. So my name is Muriel McIntyre. I'm a recent grad from the Master's in Fine Art from Edinburgh College of Art. And I'm a French-American artist who is now in New Orleans, Louisiana, in the U.S. I think like on a personal 
view. Like I started university and I had no idea what was art. Like I knew, you know, like my favorite artist was Odile Redon. Like I knew I would go to the museum. I mean, I was very in touch with the old master's art, but I had no idea. <laughs> and I get to university and it's like, like, what is this? Like, this is the most intense thing ever. It's so, it's amazing. It's thrilling. It's, but it's, it got way too much. And I, and I remember like, I had to go to therapy first year because like, what is going on? I think really what university does, arts education in university, it gives you a list of contacts. Like really, like now look, I'm t we're, we're having this because we met each other through university, right? <laughs> and all the, all the collaborations I've done were through university. So I think like there are some cherries on the cake. However, there's no preparation on like what you want to do, but I feel then it's up to you to kind of like do your own prep because they're not prepping you. If you do art, like, you know, you're going to have to do your own path. It's not going to be giving to you. It's not, oh, you do math and you know at the end you're going to, you know, you can either do X, Y, Z. Here it's like, okay, you do art, you have no clue, like, what you're going to do. You could, you know, go into tutoring or uh, curation. You know, like, there are some, some set paths, but I feel like, at least for me, like, I don't want to really do those set paths. Curation is something that's interesting, but I'm integrating it more into like my practice as exploring space. So, yeah, I don't know every art edu education. I just feel like maybe in the way far future, like I'd like to maybe facilitate a space for art. But I wouldn't call it education because you don't educate somebody with, for art. I know that you just went through the whole experience of the online degree show. I was wondering if you could bring us into your world a little bit and share how these last few months shaped your creative practice and your thinking about the next steps moving forward for you as an artist. I work with like large scale installations that explore space. For this final semester where I was going to work on my art, I decided to stay in France at my parents' house because Scotland was shut down. And I thought just space and opportunity-wise, it was best for me to stay at my parents' house and to work in my basement. And it was kind of starting from scratch again because I had no materials, no tools. So it was really interesting. It was kind of, I knew what I broadly wanted to do. So I really had to engage with my community, like my neighbors and things, asking them for, you know, their woodcutter, asking this person to bring me to a place to get that object and kind of fun to, yeah, engage with the community in, in that sense to help me out. And little by little, I really felt yeah, stuck in, in this basement and I had to get out and put my work outside. And then I'm looking around, you know, spaces where I could put my work I mean, it's during the pandemic, so a lot of little businesses were shutting down, which created a lot of vacant spaces. And I was like, I need to put my work there because, you know, they have, it's like the window shop, the shop windows, and it enables a space for my work to be placed there and people to see it. Because I, I think like during the pandemic, what became like, you know, the, the museum in a way was the windows of people, right? How the grandma displays her little flowers and cat sculptures that the, the new art display. So kind of playing around that, I contacted this car license shop that had to sh shut down. And the guy was like, yeah, you can totally use it. And I placed my work inside and it was really fun. So for four days, it was kind of a performative installation that I did there. 
Then I worked in an empty room at a friend's house. And then finally in a abandoned warehouse. I wanted to yeah, place them in a, in a transient space. I think that was really interesting to me. And then that's, that's kind of what I decided to do for my degree show was to install my work in vacated spaces. Definitely as a response to, to the pandemic. I think that's a big thing in my work is to make work in different spaces and places rather than like building big and strong roots in like one place. Like I, I go to Berlin quite a bit and make work there. And then I did this exchange in South Africa. I'd made work there, then Canada. Then I feel that if I would be, have been in Edinburgh and if it had been a, a normal situation, quote unquote, I would have made something much more like classical in a way that, you know, I don't know. I would have had a space and I've worked in it and that would have been it. Whereas here, like I was exploring different spaces, engaging with people, talking about what my work is. Like this was in a rural town in France, in Alsace. For people there, I feel art is more like a pretty painting on a wall or like a Rodin sculpture. It's not an ephemeral installation made out of pig feet and vertical blinds like and it was really great to actually talk about what I'm doing and also be confronted with them you know it's not your tutors that know you it's not your peers that yeah all know what you're doing and they've seen your evolution here it's like people that you're really coming plopped there and I think it really strengthened me and it was really good and also because I was at my parents house I felt I was already in that situation kind of post-university where you're like what am I going to do now or I'm really destabilized because everything, I just, you know, the carpet was pulling underneath my feet. So I was already feeling that I already had graduated in January, really. And already thinking about, like, already applying to residencies, already looking for, you know, grants and things. And I think not being in the university setting, I was just over it already. One of the aspects I admire most about Muriel's practice is her interest in collaboration. Here she is explaining it further. I just think like a lot of my artwork and artwork of obviously many, many artists gets nourished by the conversations that go with them. And because of that, I think it always like sparks new ideas. And sometimes these new ideas are better facilitated by these two people that had the, the conversation. And for example, in Canada, I collaborated with this girl, Robin. She's a movement artist. And I really was looking for some a movement element within my very stale corporate installations and she was able to then to walk through and like do her work within my work so that was really interesting to collaborate in in that way and then so my sister Claire is in Berlin and we work collaboratively on on like digital collage works and yeah challenging kind of norms and values um, we also like question a lot like the idea of art and what what it is what is higher what is lower what all these kind of questions these collaborations are very dear to me. Like the, the relationships I create with these artists, women artists, are very um, strong. And I think they don't just happen for the collaboration and they end. I feel they happen for a collaboration and then the conversation continues and then it gets nurtured by more things. And then we might meet somewhere else and do something else. And one of the recent projects that I know you've been working on with your sister is Corona Culture. Could you introduce mm -hmm. us to the project and what it is yes. and what it's going to be? On the 28th of May last year, I was back in France, quarantining in my parents' house, and I was planned to go to Berlin to work collaboratively with an artist duo, Halea and Alex, 
Kalle Kruger in Berlin. They wrote up a work contract, so I was able to travel from France to Germany. And then I got to Berlin, and Berlin was, you know, open. I mean, quote unquote, open. And the idea first was that me, Hale, and I would just work together collaboratively on different projects. We had some idea with music and things like that. And it turns out they live at Altamünse, which is a cultural center in this cultural hub in the center of Berlin. So just next to Alexanderplatz on the Spree, on the canal or river. Yeah. And it's a really beautiful place. They have like a little cafe, but they also have like really cheap studios for artists. And then they have other like more event spaces that will then pay for the low, low studio rent. And then they have like a different social enterprise working things. But they also have this huge exhibition space. And it was available for us to use during the summer. And Helen and Alex are a very energetic artist couple. And they were like, let's do an exhibition. Because they were very affected by the pandemic, being that their jobs more focus on uh, music festivals or cinema. And obviously they were all canceled. So all their community was also canceled, basically. So they wanted to do this huge exhibition. And we were so group of four. It was my sister, Claire, Halea, and Alex and I were the core group that started the Corona Culture exhibition. So Corona Culture, what the fuck just happened was the original title. And then we changed it to what the fuck is happening because actually the pandemic kind of lasted and the aftermath was even more than the actual first, whatever it was, lockdown or whatever. So it was really from like walking within the space, deciding on a theme, deciding on what we wanted to have our viewers feel and see and experience. What narrative did we want to bring? Did we want to bring a narrative? Did we want to represent this kind of idea of chaos? Did we want to suggest solution? Did we want to suggest, you know, like what are the important things at the end of what this pandemic taught us? So how the narrative went is, you know, first is like chaos, then it's like a digital age, then it's coming back to light, then it's about community, it's about love, it's about people, it's about connection. And at the end, it ends up on it's about the earth or like the nature. The nature is just going to keep on going. And yeah, (laughs) the exhibition was going to open up in November. And it got postponed to April. And now it's postponed to September or October. An online version got launched in uh, April, mid-April or May, which was in of itself a piece of work. We had a really great coder and graphic designer, Kelly. She did this whole digital exhibition experience where you can enter different rooms and it's quite uh, interesting and really well made. The digital exhibition is now the new norm thing. But how do you make it interesting? How do you make something digital interesting rather than, you know, you could take any exhibition space in the world that we know and put your work in it. And it's like, okay, you know, I can have my work in the MoMA, say. But, you know, if you can do it digitally, why not make it even more crazy? Why not, like, put it in this world that doesn't exist? You know, why should it be something that's already there, that's already old institution vibes? So I think, yeah, Corona Culture in that way did it something really good. Then I did kind of take a step back because I was working on my dissertation and my degree show. So the team got bigger and... Um, it's really exciting to see, you know, how it evolved, what artists are in it now. And yeah, I've, I do have my work there with my sister as our collaborative practice, Mary Jane Chanel. So I was more playing the role of the curator and kind of artist liaison 
picking, but this was crazy because we could have like 80 artists and it was literally like, okay, Muriel, come up with like a list of artists. I'm like in the center of Berlin in this massive space and I need to choose people. Like it was really crazy. This is like, okay, like which work do I feel is good? Like what, why would it be me? Like, it, you know, it's really, it puts you in a lot of questioning. Like it's pretty intense. And yeah, who who's an interesting artist in Berlin that has exhibited in spaces I appreciate? Maybe I can contact them. And we did get like the uh, Stéphane Gladieu, for example, an artist to work with us. So it was just, yeah, it was, it was a crazy experience. It was something I really enjoyed doing. And maybe I will continue doing that maybe in a year or two. I don't know. But it's definitely something I'm really happy I did. And I really value every time and moment. What is an attitude or a habit that you're hoping to change or to reconfigure within the art world or something that you're really excited about working on and developing as a professional artist? Continuing developing the collaborative aspect of my work and still to always nurture the ones I've had in the past. That's really important for me to build like the stronger community. Like I was very worried that I hadn't built like a like an, a strong like artist community in like one town, and kind of that like very romantic idea that you know we would be a community living in a house and like doing the artwork and like it would be really fun. And I do know people that have ha that have that right now, and I'm like wow that like seems very like you know 1970s. Tripping on your acid and like, like you know, Simon Forti vibes, but um, <laughs> it's just so different for everybody. And you just, I, I have the the network, and I just want to continue, yeah, really feeding it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next step is to, it's it's actually quite open. Either it's gonna be more in the north of of the United States, and if not, then I get back to Europe. Straight off the plane, I'm in Berlin. And then I would like to head over to Athens, Greece. That's kind of my my next step because they are full, Greece is full, Athens is full of vacated spaces. And is to really start my own thing on my own, literally like my studio, my own like little exhibition space and have it open to the public and have people there. But that's like starting from scratch. But I'm really thrilled to do it and I think it could be really fun. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, it's fine, you know? So yeah, that's kind of like jumping into the big ocean. Um, so I have an Instagram page, which is Muriel McIntyre Fine Art. And I have a website that's linked on my Instagram page, which is Muriel Lisk McIntyre. Thank you for listening to Art Is Season 2, Episode 9. This is a podcast for artists. And I get to make this show freely and independently because of your support, without anyone telling me what to do or to say. I make it because I too am an emerging artist and care about the future of our industry and want to work to make it better. So if you want to support the work I do here at the show, you can donate through the link in the episode description. While you're there, check out The Artist Bookshop for a selection of the best professional development resources for creatives. Thank you, Muriel McIntyre, for your openness and enthusiasm and for sharing your stories and experiences with us. Before you go, please leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. Thanks so much and see you soon.